How is how 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 easy is it to become distracted and then pride walks itself in to this mission that we have? I would rather be someone that ha- that doesn't care about what it looks like and have Jesus next to me than care about what it looks like and he's far from me. Billy's going to cover next week how the son was in the house but he seemed to be the furthest away from the father. that price is too high to pay eternity is too costly it's too long of a period without time to say that I'd rather be proud than be humble I'd rather care about keeping it together than letting it fall apart if Jesus is catching it I'd much rather be someone who is broken in the hands of Jesus than put together in the hands of the enemy The Bible says he's close to the brokenhearted. So your brokenness isn't, it's not something that scares God. It doesn't intimidate him. Your pain, your trauma, it doesn't doesn't make God move away from you. It says he's close. He's in proximity with our brokenness. What else did the father do? Let me just let this, come on, let's just keep going, guys. It says he had a healthy expectation. The father didn't care about positions or appearance. But you know the last thing that the father, something about the father, he was willing to pay the price of redemption. He was willing to pay the cost, whatever it costed, Whatever it looked like. And I'm not just talking about the fatted calf, the ring, the robe, the sandals, and all these other things that were signs of wealth. I'm talking about let's, let's, let's think about the thing that got him here, that he had to rip his life apart and sell everything he had to give his son his third. It costed him more than what was here. It also costed the last season and probably the next season and the season after that. But the cost didn't seem too high. Is redemption worth the price for us to pay? Is redemption something of great value? Luke 15, 22, it says, but the father said to his servants, bring quickly the best robe and put it on him and put on a ring on his hands and shoes on his feet and bring the fatted calf and kill it and let us celebrate. I'm going to quickly read through to you what these items were. And just remember, it, it wouldn't have been like you acquire these things and you have a closet full of shoes like some of you may have or or a few extra robes laying around your house because you picked them up at Target on the special sale. It wasn't that. It wasn't like there were rings and we just went and, and picked a few up in the dollar section. This would have been items that you keep and you hold and when you get them, they're of great value. I could exchange this pure gold ring for something much more and someone much more deserving than this son, but somehow he was the recipient of that. The ring was an establishment of covenant. That's why if you're married in the room, you have a ring on your finger. If you don't, you know, maybe tattoo it or put a ring on something, just something, signify that you're in covenant, amen? But it's a sign of covenant. It's, it's a sign that 
you know, when Billy and I, when we got engaged, that sign of the ring was not that that very day we fell in love with each other. But long before that day, we had been in love. And the ring just caught up and signified what we had put work in for. That's what that ring was that you have always been loved, but now you just finally get to wear it. At those, in those days, the ring would have been like a signet. It would have had like a crest on it or a signature pretty much would have been the symbol of it that if he went to like the market, he could pay with the stamp of his ring. And at the end of the month, they would tally that and the father would get a bill and say, You're, this, you, you signed on this day that you would pay for these oranges. And so he could go wherever he wanted. What kind of, like what an extensive amount of trust like genuinely, that his son went and wasted everything and he's gonna come back now that he's ran out. Is he gonna run around and stamp everything and just take enough things and then leave town and leave his dad with the bill? That didn't seem to be a concern. That's the thing, this is what we gotta get is in the beginning, in the welcoming, in the entering into coming home, we cannot be concerned with the details and the structures and the strategy and what it looks like and what it sounds like and what they're gonna do and how they're gonna do it. We will run people away if our concern is that end instead of, here's just a sign of our covenant. I've loved you the whole time. That, that idea that he had the ring would have been a, a, a sense of, of trust in that family's name. That they, people could come and go and stamp this thing and, the, and they would, they, they're gonna be good on it. That would have been proof. You don't get a, a ring with a signet and you have the opportunity to stamp that thing. That there was nothing that he could charge that would be a price too high that the father would not pay later. And I don't know what you've charged on his card I don't know what you stamped. I don't know what, where you went before or what happened or maybe you, you feel like you've charged and you, you think you're gonna max it out. But there's no cost that he won't pay. There's nothing that, he's, he's a well-trusted name. He's a well-trusted father. And there's no, there's no, there's nothing that you can run him out of. Isn't that crazy? Even when we try to run the other direction, he's like, okay, I'm, I'm over here too. And I'm over here too. And I'm back right here too. And I'm in all these spaces. So he gave him a ring. And then he gave him sandals. That would have been another symbol of wealth another investment into his son. These would have had to have been made. They would have taken a long time. Probably would have been the skin from the cows, which was the leather. They would have done something in that manner and it would have costed something. It would have taken time. The servants would have made these or they would have purchased them in the market. It would have been something that these could go to anyone else. Servants in those days, beggars in those days, they didn't have shoes. So what we would understand according to context in other places that it wasn't like, here's just some shoes. It is here. Let me wash your feet from your long journey. Let me cleanse you of this long aching journey. This, he ran out of everything. He wouldn't have gotten on a camel or a horse or even a donkey. It said he squandered everything. So the sandals would have been, let me wash your feet 
and reiterate your identity. Identity. Reiterate the position you hold in this house. Because you're not a worker. You're not an employee. You're not a transactional individual. You are my son. Let me place you back in the, in the space in which you belong. The next thing he gave him was the robe. Like we were saying earlier, the robe, what you wore was the identity in which you were. And oftentimes we tend to identify ourselves with things or titles or roles or spaces or places or names that feel good or they feel right in the moment. And then like the sun, it kind of runs out. And so the father didn't just say, give up your current identity and I leave you without an identity. He said, exchange with me your current identity and let me give you your new one. The Lord will never ask you to empty your hands without filling them back up in place of it. He will never say, give me what you're wearing and then stay exposed. It was a switch. His son went from a beggar back to a son. There was an exchange in the moment. There was a, take those rags off. You deserve to be clothed in something better. You deserve to be able to put on the spirit of righteousness, to put on the fruit of the spirit, to put on the sword. You deserve the artillery. We are deserving for the exchange of identity. And the last thing that the father pulled and said for him to grab was the fatted calf. We talked a little bit last week that a calf is, is a baby cow, right? <laughs> I'm joking. Um, and, and, and then when they're born, have you guys seen them when they're like, you know, me, my first time in high heels, that kind of thing? They would have been very skinny and gangly and it would have taken a long time for it to become fatted. Maybe you're in quarantine like me. <laughs> Anybody else? But it would have taken a second to make this thing happen. It wasn't like the, the, calf, the calf was born and it was ready to be, to be used. So another investment, another year or 18 months or, or three years to get it to the place in which it was worthy of usage. And without a, a doubt, it's, it says that the father turned to his servants quickly. There wasn't a, a racking in his mind. Okay, if I do the fatted calf and the robe and the sandals and the ring, that probably brings us to in the hole about this much. And then if we actually have a celebration and a party and we bring in food and in the time there was probably wine and there was, and okay, so we're looking at about, I don't know if my son's really worth it at this time. Maybe I'll just bring him in and talk to him. And then, and then in a few months when I see some results, then I'll, I'll welcome him like that. Maybe in a few months when he gets it together and everything's good, then, then, then we can do the party or I need a few months to prepare because I need to be ready. Because I, I, I need to make sure that everything's in line. Maybe I'll, 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 I'll go down to Timmy down the road and ask for another cow and then we'll work on that one. And when that one's ready, then we can. <laughs> Isn't that what we do? 
we say, okay, if they're coming, if they're, they came to church, so when they come and they're kind of still like living out, and I cannot stand this phrase, in the world, because um, we're all in the world, we're not of it, the Bible says it, so it, before you say that someone else is in the world, remember we're in the world too, um, but let's not even go there, but it, it, they're still in the world, so maybe if they come a few times and then you know, we'll, we'll kind of check back in in like three months. And if they haven't really changed, then at that point, we'll tell them this. And then, and then from there, if they do, if we do see a little bit of change, then maybe we can tell them, oh, like, let's invite them to something. And, but not if they're not ready, if they're not, if they don't look like this, if they don't sound like this, if they don't do this. If they, and I think we get, we miss the opportunity of redemption. We miss it. And, 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 and the story's been told and the person is ready to sell out and they're ready to stand or look up or maybe even stand up out there better than standing in here. And we miss it because we get so concerned what I look like, what they look like, what it's gonna cost to have someone like that in our church. Hey, if the ring, if it's on his tab, let me stamp. I'll be the first to stamp. I'll be the first to pay the price so that the broken woman comes in the room. I'll be the first to pay the price so that the girl that just left the abortion clinic and doesn't know how to live with herself is welcome in this chair. I will be the first. If nobody else will, because I don't care what it looks like anymore. You know who paid the price? For you in the chair? For me with this mic undeserving of holding it? He did. So it's not just we pay the price, because the price is too high to bear. But the good news is that he paid it. He paid it for you, and he paid it for me. And he paid it for the person that doesn't look like us and doesn't think like us and is just as confused and scared to take the long journey home. And imagine being on the horizon and the sun barely making it. Dressed as a beggar, he left with royalty and he left with goods and he left in, in the identity in which he was and he's coming back broken and dressed differently and and you're walking in these in this sand and your feet are ripped up and you can't make it another step the last thing you want is someone to say why are you dressed like that why are you doing that why do you identify like that that's the last thing will we get to that yes Will he change and transform? Yes. Hunger brought him home, but love brought him in. I don't know what brought you home this morning, but love wants to take you one step closer. I don't know what brought you home 20 years ago when you came to Jesus or 30 years ago or 40 years ago when you came. I don't know what brought you home, but I know that love brought you in. See, for me, 
anger is what brought me home. Frustration. And Miss Sherman, she grabbed my angry little hand and she and love brought me in. I don't I, I don't know what yours is. Is it is it is it anxiety? that brought you home like you just can't handle it anymore your mind doesn't stop running and there's always something and somewhere and to do and and I don't know if I do this if I do that but if I do this and I end up that way if I do this I end up this way and and nothing seems to maybe it's anxiety maybe it's depression the weight you can't feel you can't feels like you can't make it to the end of this long journey and you're stuck maybe it's addiction and whatever it is that's fueling you It satisfies you for today, but you wake up tomorrow so sad and so empty and you still feel like you're outside, but you're here. You're in the room, but you're not in the room. It's because that thing brought you home, but, but have we allowed love to bring us in? I don't know. I don't know what it is for you this morning. And it's okay, I don't need to know. You don't have to tell me today. You don't have to share the whole life story for love to be available for you. I think the best part of the whole thing, the greatest part of the whole story was that he just said, let's celebrate. Let's celebrate. Heaven rejoices when one person comes home. Let's celebrate. I don't know, and I will say it over, I don't know what brought you home. I just know of this crazy love that grabs us by the hand and lets us in. That's all I know. That's all I've experienced. I know a lot about this thing, about this Bible, and I, and I read it, and I'm told to read it, and, and it's beautiful, and it enlightens me, and it does on the other end, but as far as this crazy, reckless, relentless chase you down, nothing will stop you. Kind of, I, I've just experienced it. I don't know anything else, and that's enough. I I just challenge you this morning. Whether you find yourself with the call to carry the sense of the Father outside of this space. Because, cool, Shannon, you're welcome here. Yeah, great, you know that. But like tomorrow morning and, and Thursday morning when you're tired and you're barely making it to the end of the week. And you're like holding on to make it on a Sunday. The Father's right there on the horizon with you. He sees you. He's willing to embarrass himself for you. He's willing to give up every sign of wealth and ent- just so that you know you can make it to the next day. Or you're certain that he brought you in. And you are sure that you are sure that you are sure that you are in the house with the Father celebrating the return. May we keep this concept of celebrating returns before we question departure at the front of our mind.
because it's easy to be in the house and not know the Father. I want you to close your eyes this morning. And just for a second, maybe find out which, which is you. Are you running home? And maybe you haven't experienced this kind of father that you hear about in this story or you hear us talking about today. Maybe you're like, what? I, that's not the father that I was greeted with when I came to this kind of space. That wasn't the father I was greeted with when I met someone who claimed to know Jesus. This wasn't the father that I experienced. And, and now you're, you're saying, okay, I'm home. Someone let me in. Maybe that's your, maybe, maybe you, you say, no, my, my role is to be like the father. That's what I want to be like. But I have cared far too much about what it looks like and what my title is or isn't. I've been far too concerned on if they, they will let, if th this person loving this person will change the way that people see God. I, I've been concerned with that before I've been concerned with redemption. Maybe you're saying redemption was too high of a cost to pay. I can't pay that. Let me tell you, saints, it has been paid. The tab is not yours. Whatever space you're in, whatever brought you home, religion, mundane, the same thing over and over and you just got tired of it? Or is it pain or, or overwhelming anxiety? But love is here to let you in, into the real celebration where it feels like celebration, where we don't just say we're celebrating you, but you feel your heart pounding on the inside. It changes because you feel alive again. If that first one is you, God is here to exchange identities with you. He's not asking you to give something up or to throw something. He's asking you to exchange for who he's created you to be. And if the second one is you, and you've just got caught up, like we were saying, there's a ring on your finger that is a sign, one, that he is in covenant with you, but also that he's paid the price and your responsibility is just to stamp it. Your responsibility is just to say, come on in. If that first one is you, we never end a service or gathering or study without the opportunity to be let in with love. So if that is you, there's nothing to be afraid of. There's just feel safe. Just look at me if that's you, maybe. Like, feel free. If you can't look at me in here, you probably won't stand up against some people out there. 
okay, I see you, I see you. And maybe that second one is you and you've just got caught up on this thing in this in this pace of life of, of starting something and doing something and being in church and not being church and being saved for 30, 40, 50 years, 10 years, two minutes. And you've just got, you've, you've tried to protect God and his image instead of letting him protect you. If that's you, I don't, just glance up at me. Nothing big, nothing scary, nothing overwhelming. Beautiful, beautiful. Can we pray together? Can we say Father? Everybody in the room, whether that's you or not, we support one another. So say Father. We thank you that you have revealed the role of the Father. My responsibility to let love in, to greet with love, to meet with expectation. I exchange my identity for what you call me. I exchange my care of position and appearance with humility. Give me the opportunity to be the father this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, some of y'all said, give me the opportunity to be the father this week. You better get ready. I'm kidding. I'm joking. He, he, he will give you the opportunity. I think, I think there is something to be noted in, in dangerous prayers. You ever prayed a dangerous prayer? I did. Hi, <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> but there is fulfillment in him fulfilling the dangerous prayers. So wherever you go this week, you may encounter or you may encounter like within yourself, someone needing to be met with love or you needing to be met with love. And just remember this, this, this space. That if at some point you find yourself needing that, he gave you this message in preparation for your need. So when, if, you might, if you get a little overwhelmed, you start to feel that inkling, you get nervous about somebody around you, what they look, just remember he sent this word to equip you for that moment. Yeah? Friends, we love you so, 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 so much. Next week, Billy is closing us out with the parable uh, and then talking about the big brother. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be so, so good. Can we just give it up for Jesus? Yes? Why don't you turn to the person behind you or around you that you don't know and say, come on in. Say, come on in. Come on in. Tell them, come on in. Hey, we love you. We will be back again next week at 10 a.m. here in the same place. Feel free to invite. Have a great week, family. You are so, so loved. <laughs>